Welcome to this edition of the John Papaloni Show. Today, I have Jillian Murphy on the show, and I am super stoked for this interview. It's um, been an interesting time with uh, planning it and uh, going back and forth and different things happening in life. And, you know, finally, the day has come. I am super, super stoked, and I am ready for this. How's it going, Jillian? Good. I'm so excited to be here. We've definitely had our ups and downs, but we are magically meeting today. I'm so excited. Yeah, me as well. I I thank you again for being here. I'm glad you can do this. Of course. Um, what I want to do is start off the interview with you getting into what do you do and how you got here. Absolutely. So I actually spent 22 years in corporate America. I was a corporate sales trainer and exec, and then I actually moved to the online space during the pandemic. 22 months ago to help online business owners and business coaches profitably sell their courses, programs, products, and services to create consistent cash into their businesses. Well, fantastic. Um, now, what was the inspiration to do this? So the inspiration to do this was really during the pandemic, I lost my corporate job and I saw that there was such a need for people who were coming online. They had programs, products, services, and they didn't love selling. And because they didn't love selling, they actually weren't good at it. So they actually weren't making their business. And because I had the skills of sales, I was actually able to really help them hone in on their offers, hone in on their services, hone in on their products, which was able to create more results for them, which then they were able to create more cash inside of their business. Right. Well, that's the thing. How did you develop these skills? Because I'm sure it wasn't you just woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to do sales, you know, voodoo, 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 and there it showed up. I actually spent 22 years in corporate America where one, you know, I, I learned the skills because I was, I was doing it, you know, tons of sales experience there, you know, uh, formal, formal training, business training, business strategies. I've had my own mentors, my own trainings. Um, you know, I've worked with some of the greatest, um, you know, in the world as far as sales training. And then again, now I've brought those skills and those trainings and really just through my own leadership as well and things that have worked for me, bringing my own skills and expertise online. Okay. So yeah. So your corporate America job was in, in some form of sales basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was a corporate sales trainer for 22 years. So those skills in corporate America are the same skills that I use online now. And Absolutely. the same skills that I used in corporate are what has made me successful online. Okay. So which brings up the point that, I mean, obviously 22 years ago, the internet wasn't even around. And if it was just beginning, it's where people were still saying the thing's going to crash. Yeah. So, um, and now, obviously, based on what you're saying, the skills are somewhat transferable, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure there's some differences between them. Yeah. So the, the the same skills are the same. So, you know, it's still prospecting. It's still lead generating. It's still follow up. It's still selling. It's still relationship building. It's still connecting. It's still networking. It's still collaborating. You're just taking it offline and bringing it online. So that's where people really get confused. It's like, how do I do it online when I've only been doing it offline? It's really the same skills. We just now do it online. It doesn't, it doesn't have to look different. You know, you and I met in a Facebook group. That's really yes. the same thing that would happen if we were at a networking event. So we don't have to make it weird and awkward. You just have to use those same skills, communication, networking, collaboration that you would use offline, use them online. Right. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely about the networking there. Because like you said, we met in a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So it is the same forum. So instead of meeting in person, you know, you're meeting on the internet, but it, the results are the same. You're still communicating with each other. Now, what do you think of in terms of online leads in the way like, um, for example, like websites where uh, people use their site to attract business? Mm -hmm. um, you think that's still effective because once upon a time everyone went to your website mm -hmm. then when social media came around i think things changed a little bit now don't get me wrong i still believe websites are important mm -hmm. but i do believe that you'll get more from social overall than you will from your website i think website is more like your business card and your credibility where mm -hmm. uh, social is sort of where everybody's going yeah so i'm a little biased on this because i actually don't have a website um, yeah, so I've actually never had a website since I've been online. I've built my entire business through my social media platforms. So I believe that people do go to your website for like the credibility, but we're in a different age now. People aren't necessarily looking for like stats and credibility 
and who she's worked with. People are yes. really, people are more interested in who she is as a person and can she get me the results? So, you know, I've built an extremely successful business in 22 months based off of one, my Instagram and two, I have a Facebook community. So that's where people really go to find me. I think that a lot of people think that they need a website and they need all of these other things and they actually do it backwards. You need people first to drive them to a website. So now I'm, you know, 22 months into my business and I'll now be getting a website because now I have the traffic on my social media to drive people to the website. You, you're not just going to get a website and people are going to start buying from you. People do it backwards all the time. I work with people all the time. You know, I'm a sales coach. People are like, oh, I have the website and nobody's buying. Well, because, yeah, you did it backwards. You need people to drive them to the website. Ultimately, that is the truth, right? Because it doesn't matter what business you're in. It is a people-driven business at some point. Yeah. And I agree with you 100% on everything you're there. Like, I'll be honest. I have a website, but that's because it's attached to my CRM and it cost me 10 bucks. Yeah. I don't actually care about it. It's just one of those things that for 10 bucks, I'm not going to say no. For sure. Right? So, it, but, but yeah, like it, I get my business, even as a realtor, from people. It's from, Absolutely. you know, they got to get to know you. Then once they know you, they like and trust you and believe in your product, whatever mm -hmm. that product may be. And then you're going to communicate. Now, I personally find that the biggest problem people have is follow-up. Now, I don't know if you agree with that. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, do you have a process on how you follow up with leads? Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is follow-up because, one, people think that they're being salesy. They think they're being annoying. They think they're being obnoxious. You know, when I was in corporate America, it used to be like seven or eight touches. Now, it's, you know, it's well into the 20s. So the first thing that I would say is, you know, have you touched your people, you know, well over 10, 15, 12 times? Because if you haven't, then it's definitely time to follow up. Now, there's definitely a methodology to following up that doesn't have to feel gross, obnoxious, you know, car salesman-ish. But follow-up is definitely something. And I always believe that if you're not following up, one, somebody else is. And if you're not following up, you're actually telling your client that you don't care. So for an example, if somebody reaches out to me for sales consulting and I send them maybe my link to purchase or the information and I don't follow up, what I'm actually telling that client is I don't really care if you buy or not. But if I do follow up and I say, hey, you know, John, I you know, want to follow up, seeing if you know you're interested, I'm actually then taking time to nurture them and follow up. People actually appreciate follow up way more than we think. So, you know, yes, whether it's a CRM tool, whether it's a whiteboard, whether it's a piece of paper, it doesn't matter. Finding a follow up process that works for you is absolutely key because people buy when they're ready, not when you're ready. So, you know, it's all about like, you know, planting and hunting and fishing, however you want to call it. But remember, leads will always leads will buy depending on how you nurture and follow them up. That's true. If you show them that you care, they'll they will care. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sense. Now, again, right. You got laid off from your job and you decided to pursue this path, but you had thousands and maybe millions of options of stuff you could have done. Yeah. How did you choose the market you're in? Like, how did that speak to you? It really spoke to me because I knew after 22 years of being in corporate America and losing my job during the pandemic, so one, I, I loved corporate America. I never thought I would leave. I was like the poster child for corporate America. And in that minute, I said, I will never, ever leave my life in the hands of somebody else again. So I don't, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. I don't know anything about this online space, but I'm going to go all in on it. So I hired a business coach. I've been with the same business coach now for 22 months. And we went all in on it because I will never now leave my destiny or my future, whatever you want to call it, in the hands of somebody else. And it was the best decision I've ever made. Um, you know, whether it's finances, freedom, community network, whatever it is you want to categorize it in, it was the best decision I ever made. And it was because I did go all in on it. And again, it, it allowed me to see something that I didn't even know was possible in the online space. Right. Which goes back to my favorite saying is that the best investment you can make is the investment you make in yourself. 100%. And going all in and getting that coach right off the bat yep. was an example of how you start off by investing in yourself. 
Yeah. And it was scary. I mean, I, I lost a multi six figure income and I invested in a, you know, a $22,000 mentor the same week. I mean, it was scary. It wasn't like, you know, I bought a $97 course and you know, I went all in. I mean, I made a huge investment and I will say that that investment has grown me leaps and bounds. It collapsed time. It allowed me to get to where I am today. And she, you know, she's still my mentor to this day and she's been over a six figure investment for me and it, it paved the way for where I am today. So yeah, investing in yourself, whether it's a gym membership, a mentor, whoever it is, it's going to collapse time because time is a non-renewable resource. We can all make more money. That's true. That's true. You're right. Because you know what? We get one life and when the hour is up, the hour is up. Yep. And you know what? You can always make money, lose money, then make it again and lose it again. Right. And that's like a repeatable uh, step. But uh, you get run over by a truck. You're run over by a truck. You're not coming back tomorrow to do it again. <laughs> so that makes sense. I, I, I get that. And you know what? I commend you for uh, taking that leap. Now, with that being said, was there ever a moment where you got in the process and you go, holy crap, what have I done? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been months and it's been hard. There's months that I've said like, man, I should just go work at Starbucks or, you know, I should fold t-shirts at Dick's Sporting Goods. I mean, yeah, entrepreneurship is hard. And, you know, you have months that are amazing and you have months that are a little bit lower and, you know, it's not always like a consistent paycheck. I mean, I'm a, I'm a business coach. So, you know, I have months that are amazing. I have months that are lower. I have months that clients fall off. I have months that I have a wait list. So it's also about balancing it because again, when you're in corporate, you have consistency coming in. So it's about balance. It's about knowing that you have to work for the money that's coming in. It's a, it's, it's a different lifestyle. It's a mindset shift. You know, I'm working in a home office every day. So, you know, the days that I want to work, I work. The days that I don't, I don't. It's just, it's a different mindset shift. And I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody, but I think that everyone should at least try it. And I think that there's a lot of people that come into entrepreneurship and it's not the right fit for them. I mean, I work with a lot of people and I tell them, this is not for you. You're not made for this because it's not for everybody. Yeah, you're right. And that's the thing. I mean, I kind of differ from you on uh, the everyone should try it part because mm -hmm. some people just instinct instinctively know. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're unsure, yes, try it. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But if it's one of those things that you've got everything pulling against you, and I don't mean True. everyone fighting you. I'm talking about every part of your being says, I'm not comfortable. Yeah then don't bother. I, I agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and right now let's, let, let's, let's be honest. The whole, uh, I'm an entrepreneur is kind of the uh, cool phase right now. Yeah. I, I actually saw a movie last night and they were talking, they were like, Oh yeah. Entrepreneurship's like what all the cool kids are doing. And I was like, that's like a great line. I know it is comical, but yeah, that makes sense. So, but how did you choose your product? right? Like you, you chose to get into coaching. I mean, you could have chosen a product. You could have chose to, uh, you know, buy and sell products online. Like you buy something, resell it. Could have been on eBay. You could have been a Kijiji reseller. You could have been, you know, like um, you could have sold cars, you know. Real you estate. Know? Yeah, exactly. Like, so obviously what you did spoke to you and it was, it was your calling, mm -hmm. but how did you know that that's what you wanted to do, that that was your calling? I knew it was my calling because I loved sales in corporate. Like I loved what I, what I did in corporate. I loved the results that people got. I love the networking. I love the connections and I love selling. Like selling is what I love. So I thought if I could still sell my services and then I could help other people sell and see the benefits that they're going to get, it's almost like a win-win. Um, and I knew that women, especially now I do have a, I do have a portfolio of men clients as well. But for the most part, women don't love to sell. So what was happening is that there was all these women coming online, whether they were selling products, whether they were selling real estate, whether they were opening up hair salons, whatever it was, and they didn't love selling. So instantly I was like, there's a need for me right now. So that's really where it kind of matched up perfectly was like it was during the pandemic. They were all coming online. They had these products that they were trying to sell. They didn't energetically feel good about doing it. I had the skill. So it was like almost like all these people were thirsty and I had water. So it was like the perfect time. Um, now, I do sell products as well. I'm, I do network marketing as well. So I do have that as an income stream. And actually, I'm in the process of getting my real estate license right now as well. So I do believe in like multiple streams of income because, again, you never know. And as like 
you know, a successful entrepreneur, I love making money. So I love multiple streams of income. Right. That makes sense. I get that part. Now, everybody has a point in time where they're doing something. And you know what? Like when you got into it, it was new. It was exciting. It was like what we call the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. But there's a certain point in time where that honeymoon phase wears off and you're like, okay, this crap is serious now. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I'm really in it. Mm-hmm. Now that's the moment usually people decide to drop off or continue. Now, when people continue, they have what I call that aha moment. What was the aha moment for you where you knew you were just in the right space? Mm-hmm. I would say um, when I look at the results that my clients have, also I build my business around community. So I don't just work with my people one-on-one. I have a like a community that I've built. So they're in programs together. I host retreats. I host networking events. So I think a really big aha moment for me was that I took a bunch of women to Sedona, Arizona, and I really sat back and I said, not only are they growing their sales, but they're growing as humans. They're growing in community and they're growing in networks. So I think for me, it was really like, I'm not just growing their sales, but I'm changing these people's lives. And I know that I'm meant to do this. So for me, it's really about seeing the growth that they're having outside of the sales. And again, community is a huge part of my business. I mean, I run a a massive Facebook group. I do a lot of co-working events. I do a lot of networking events. I do a lot of coffee chats. Community is like the base of everything that I do. And when I really sit back and see what's happening in the community, that's where I'm like, this is where I'm meant to be. That's fantastic. Now, you said you did retreats. So mm-hmm. that, that that got me curious because obviously, I mean, it's only been basically you lost your job for lack of a better description yep. as a result of uh, COVID, yep. we'll say, in the lockdown and everything. Yep. So you're doing retreats. What does that look like? Like what did it look like when you started? And what does it look like now as we sort of kind of learn to live with this? Yeah. So I did a retreat. I did one retreat so far. um, I'm in Michigan and I had people, I had 11 women who traveled to Sedona and it looked amazing. I mean, we spent five days in Sedona. It was half adventure and half business. So, you know, we learned sales, we learned business, we learned social media strategies, we learned leads, we learned follow-up, we learned how to create reels. We learned all of that. And then the other half of it was like in a lot of inner work. We did a lot of like breath work. We did meditation. We did journaling. We did a lot of like inner healing. Um, we kind of brought those things together. Um, and I brought 11 women on this retreat. You know, they, they paid to obviously come to the retreat. Um, and it was a, it was an amazing experience. And then from there, I actually left and flew to Turks and Caicos, where I went on a retreat with my business mentor. Um, so it was a really, really, really interesting week. And it was interesting, like how I could pour into my community and then how I could go and I could be poured into by my by my mentor in her, her community. So kind of like was interesting how that right. kind of all circled. Yeah. And, you know, the amazing part of all this is that you're, you're practicing what you preach. You're not 100%. just telling people. There's just so many people out there that, you know, it's like you should do this. You should do that. And then when you look at them and ask them, well, what did you do when you got into this? And you're like, well, I've never done it. So, yeah. you know, what I mean, and there's a lot of that out there. And I I think that's where it becomes important, where you basically decipher where you're getting information from. And Mm -hmm. when you see someone who practices what they preach, that's usually the tell all sign that this person knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I love that you say that. So even like for the retreat, you know, one, it was like a big investment. So for them to come to Sedona was a certain investment. For me to go to Turks was a bigger investment. So, you know, I made the bigger investment than they had to make. And then for me to go to Turks was like very uncomfortable. I was going into a new country. I was going around women I didn't know. So I was like explaining that to them as they were getting ready for my retreat. Like, you guys, I'm also doing the same thing when I leave here. I'm going into a place I don't know. I'm going into another country. So as much as you guys are uncomfortable about coming to Sedona with women you don't know, I'm doing the same thing. And it was interesting because when we were in Sedona, they were witnessing me have that same anxiety. I was like, you guys, I'm nervous. Like I'm getting ready to go to Turks and be around women that I don't know. And they were almost like coaching me. Like we just did it. And now you're going to go do it and you're going to have the same experience. So yeah, it was really, really, really interesting for them to kind of see me go through what they almost just went through. So yeah, I love that you say that. Thank you. Now, even uh, with uh, social media and all that, I mean, like when you're building a business, it's not enough 
to just go on social media and say, I'm here. Now I'll give you a lot of things. I'll like, I'll give you a, a scenario as an example. Like a lot of the messages I see from people getting started is always got that message of buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And you know, and even I'll take a real estate as another example. Another thing is you got a new listing, just listed, just sold. And reality is nobody friggin' cares about no your just, just sold, right? Because how does that help them? Yeah. So when somebody's starting off and they're creating that social media account and they're starting to build their presence, what advice would you give them on how what what should they be looking at? They should be providing value. How can you provide value to your audience? Like, let's say you're a realtor. Maybe you start to provide value on like how to get your house ready, how to um, stage your house, what you should be looking for three months before you want to list your house, what you should be looking for in an agent. What are the, what are the market conditions? Like, I mean, obviously I'm not a realtor yet, so I don't know, but this would just be an example. Like it's called value in advance. Like start to give people a reason why they should be following you. Then as they're following you, then when they go to look for a realtor or need a realtor, they're going to be like, wow, this is amazing. John's been giving me so much value. I want to work with him. So to like give it, give us like a real life example. When I first came online, even though I wasn't making any money and I had lost my corporate job, I served my audience for four months. I gave value every single day. I did a video in my Facebook group. I taught sales. I taught social media strategies. I taught closing. I taught all these things for four months every day. Then when I had an offer and I was like, hey, I have something, my audience was so primed. They were so ready. So I built like no one trust. I gave them results that they could literally use every day for free. So therefore, when I did have a listing or something that was available, they were like, yes, of course I want to buy from her. They didn't, they, otherwise, if I just would have been like, I have an offer, they don't care. Yeah. You're right. And you just described what Gary Vee always said with his book, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Yes, right? Yes. Like, that's exactly it. You got to give to get. And a lot of people miss that. Yeah. They just, you know what I mean? Like if everything you do sounds like, I, 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 trust me by the third eye, people have tuned out. So, <laughs> and that's, that's fantastic. And even though we used the real estate example and you just said, yeah, you're not a realtor. You haven't done it yet. But the truth of the matter is, you just gave a great example uh, of something that's real. So it goes to show you your skills are transferable here, mm -hmm. right? Because it, it really, it's applicable. And, you know, I mean, it's, there's many, many ways to post and do different things. And obviously education is a key component here. And that was exactly your example. is a way to educate your viewers so people can learn from that. Yeah. I always say like, you know, WWIFM, like what's in it for me? That's why people follow you. Like what's in it for them? They don't care about a house that was just listed. They don't care about a program that I just sold. What is in it for them? And what's going to get them to keep coming back every single day? Yeah. I, that's why I say sell the results, not the, uh, the gravy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's phenomenal. I mean, perfect. That, that, that's a great example. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So now, in terms of, oh, man, I was losing my train of thought here. Damn. Um, <laughs> that happens once in a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of uh, like, okay, so you said you're getting your realtor's license and all that. Yeah, I'm what excited. The, yeah, I, it is exciting. But what does your future look like? Like, I mean, we all have goals. Mm -hmm. We know where you've been. I mean, you kind of told us where you are. What is your plans tomorrow? And what does that, you know, convey? Yeah. So my plans in the near future are I'm going to continue to create amazing programs that bring both men and women together to learn about sales, to learn about mindset, to learn about the psychology of sales so they can continue to grow their business and create consistent cash with community always being at the forefront. Um, I'm going to be putting together some live events in the next year. Um, and then I'm going to be bringing uh, real estate into my portfolio as another stream of income, which I'm super excited about. Um, but I will definitely say that sales consulting is my is my passion. It's where what I love to do. But you know, this online space is still new for a lot of people. And you know, I, I don't know what it's going to look like in three, five, 10, 15 years from now. But people always need to buy houses. People are always selling their houses. And there's always going to be land. So you know, I just think as like in an educated business person, it's just a good thing to have in my back pocket, because you never know, especially with this online space, social media could shut down tomorrow. 
Facebook could shut down tomorrow. You know, we never know. So I think just having other tools in your pocket that marry each other makes the most sense. Absolutely. See, what I like about what you just said there is the fact that you're not attaching yourself to any kind of platform that you have no control over. No way. Trying, like, it's not only did you try to create a platform or a business where someone else is not dictating your future, you're mm -hmm. also building a foundation where even if the, all the platforms were to go away, you still have something going on with or without yeah. them. And I will say this, I'm not married to any platform. I couldn't care less if Facebook went down, Instagram evaporated, if TikTok becomes TalkTick. I couldn't care less what happens because I don't base my business on one platform. I like mm -hmm. to follow the attention. And wherever the attention goes is where I'm going to go. Yeah. And I believe that every every you know little certain amount of time, like every decade, what's popular changes. Like I said, you know, take uh, last decade, the internet was new and it was just a, a fad that was going to crash. Now we're into the social and all of a sudden the internet's not important. It's more of the platforms that are. Yeah. So the future will be different. And I, I'm going to have a little bit of a crystal ball here. And I think that we're going to have a tug of war between audio and virtual reality. Absolutely. And the reason I say that is because right now videos is super important. It doesn't mean you can't build a business if you don't use video, but it's going to be very, very slow to build a business without video. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, you'll have to convert because everything else will just plateau mm -hmm. and we're almost there. So video is important now, but I also think audio is going to be important. And because we're having, look, we have Alexa, we have Siri, we have Google. They're all coming at some point in time. Look, I go to my car, I get a text message. People think I'm driving and texting. I'm not. I'm talking to the car because the car is talking to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So even, just, not, even like on social me. media, I mean, I never had to put videos up. I never had to do reels. I never had to do any of this stuff. I mean, you know, I went the other day and got branding, branding photos done and you know, I used to just be able to put photos up to build the social media. Now it's like I have to do videos and I got to do reels. I got to do all this stuff. We have no idea what it's going to look like in 30, 60, 90 days from now, let alone a couple of years. Exactly. And, th and that's why I said, right, that's why I think audio is where it's going, because we're already talking to our machines. Absolutely. So it's it looks like it's going to become the, pre the prevalent uh, source. And, and that's why it's also important to do your brand work now, because there is no SEO for uh, audio nope. so when you talk to your uh to siri or to amazon it's just going to look and whatever it finds first it's going to give you the first three things it finds on its own yep so obviously and, and this goes down, down to the point that i'm saying everything you've done like you said it was slow in the beginning mm -hmm. and it came over time and it's a wave so yep. it comes with some form of consistency right so I'm sure you have a routine that you follow. And I don't mean that a routine where it's not adjustable and it's like every morning at 9 a.m. you have to do something. I don't mean that. I mean a routine like as in you have a certain amount of tasks that you have to do every day or every week. And I am like, I would bet, and I'm almost willing to bet that you don't wake up on Monday morning and say, hmm, what am I going to do today? <laughs> so what I'm saying is like, how do you plan your week? Yeah. So the number one thing that I do every day is I lead gen because we have to have people in our business. We have to have new people coming in and we have to connect to the people that we already have. So people ask me all the time, what should I be doing in my business? You should be talking to people, whether it's in Facebook groups, whether it's outside, whether it's at networking events, like talking to people is the lifeline of your business. Uh, number two is I'm selling. I'm unapologetically selling in my business. I'm letting people know like, what do I have? What are what are my offers? Um, you know, I'm giving people the next offer, things like that. Those definitely things that I'm doing. And then I'm creating omnipresence. And what that means is I'm getting on podcasts. I'm uh, doing Instagram lives. I'm going live inside of Facebook groups. I'm uh, letting people know who I am at all times. Those are the three biggest things that I do on a daily basis every single day. And then everything else falls into place. You know, and I have, I have a team, so, you know, things that, you know, social media content, you know, invoicing, those things can wait because the needle movers are people, connections, and selling. Those are the three things. If I can sell and I can have people and people can know who I am, that's going to be the livelihood of my business every day. Absolutely. I call them IPAs, income producing IPAs. Absolutely.
So yeah, number one thing. I mean, I, like, and I think too many people go out there and they try to inundate themselves with admin work because the IPAs can be scary. So they want to have reasons to not do it. Or the things that just feel good. Like, oh, I'm going to journal. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to, I'm going to do these things. That's not going to move your business. That's true. Now, let me ask you tracking and like, do you do what, what do you do to track your sales? I'm sure you don't fly by the seat of your pants and go, Hmm, I made a sale today. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely track it. I have a, you know, I have a fractional CFO that's on my team that's in my business. So she watches my numbers. She tracks it. She lets me know where I am. I'm not super in my numbers, but I have somebody in my business that does it. That kind of lets me know every day kind of where we're at. Um, you know, I track things like, you know, my, my open rates, things like that. But I'm also a believer that if I'm doing my activities, then the things will come. But I also know like where I'm at for the month, where I'm at for the year, where I'm at for the day, you know, so I might say like, oh, I have brought in, you know, X amount of dollars for the month, X amount of dollars for the week, X amount of dollars for the year. And I also know that if I have a goal to hit, how far away I am from there. Most people don't know that, you know, I work with coaches all the time and you know, I'm like, oh, what's your goal for the year? $100,000, $200,000, $300,000. And I say, where are you at for the year? I don't know. What do you have to sell to get there? I don't know. Well, you're probably not going to get there yet, right? Yeah. So again, we have to kind of know what the goal is and how are you going to get there? What's what's the plan? Right. Absolutely. And, and that, that's the thing, right? Like a lot of times, even businesses, like business comes from different sources, and what I mean by different sources, I don't necessarily mean Instagram versus Facebook versus TikTok. I'm talking about you got like people who you know, people you don't know, people you're going to get to know, and people you've done business with. You know what I mean? Like, what would be your number one source for business each year? Um, people that I already know in referrals. My, my biggest source of where my business comes is referrals. I also build my business on like what's called Ascension offers. So when people are come into my world, they stay because I create another offer and another offer and another offer and another offer. So I build like a program and someone joins it and then I create another offer and then they join it and I create another offer and then they join it. So I, I have a very large Ascension offer model because I don't need to always find new people. I just need to create the next best offer that they want to join. Right. Well said. And that's exactly where I was kind of leading you to, because mm-hmm. I, I found even from my own experience that way too many people are sitting there trying to get new business from new people they never knew yeah. and then come back and say that is too hard. Well, of course, of course, it's right? hard. Of course it is. Now, I'm not going to say that won't turn sales because people, you know, you got to know somehow. So eventually you went from you didn't know them to you do know them, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be the number one source. No. Right. So you got to write that. And then you said referral and referral is the ultimate sign that you're doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, I just had someone yesterday join join a program of mine, a $5,000 program. And I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for joining. Like, I don't even know who you are. And she was like, Oh, somebody referred you. And I was like, that's amazing. Like that happens all the time. And again, that's because you're, you're taking care of your people, you're getting them results and they become almost like your little advocates. And that's why it's important. You want to have those people who get results because then they're going to, they're going to basically sell for you. Right. That's exactly it. Right. It's the best form of marketing. Yeah. Now let me ask you, obviously you have a process, like just say, I'm coming to you today. I'm interested in your program. What would, how would the process begin from here? So if someone's interested, like in my products and services, I, one will ask the right questions to see what they're interested in, where they're at in their business, what they need, where they're struggling, why they're asking me for help. What is it about me that they're interested in? Like, is it me personally? Is it my results? Are they price shopping? Um, And then we'll, you know, we'll have a conversation. I tend to sell mostly through the DMs. I don't do a lot of sales calls uh, because I, I tend to find that they're actually a time waster. So I tend to do most of my sales through the DMs um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get on, we'll have conversations through the DMs and I have offers at all different price points. You know, I have people that can work with me at, you know, $197 up to $25,000 packages. So again, we'll find things that work 
depending on what the needs are. You know, I have people that have never made a dollar in their business, so they just need something to help them get started. You know, then I have people that are growing and scaling to multiple seven figures. So it's like, where are you at? What do you need? And let's find where I fit into your next business model and where you need to go for to growing and scaling. Right. Now, now you found something for me. We get into the product. I mean, there's got to be some form of after sales service. Like once the program is done and over with, I mean, like you said, you try to enroll people into different offers. Mm -hmm. Now we're done the one program. What is your follow up from there? Yep. So normally when people work with me, we do like, you know, a, a private coaching or they're into a program and then they usually want to stay because one, they have liked the community or they need more support because let's be honest, they don't learn sales in six weeks. They don't learn sales in a one hour session. And sometimes they don't even get the results that they want in like three months because they're growing and scaling a business. So, you know, it might be something like, you know, I've enjoyed the, the last six weeks with you. I've enjoyed the last you know hour with you what's the next step that you feel that you need and let's find the next best program for you you know so like right now i have a, a six and 12 month um, option right now to work with me but you know that's only two calls a month so you know they, they might get some results they might get some community but then after that they might want to go into like full one-on-one -on -one coaching with me so also different offers are different proximity to me so just because someone is bought into a program they don't always get a lot of proximity to me so, you know, someone who's in a, a group program, they're going to get teaching from me at like high level, like this right here. I'm just going to teach. They're not getting access to me. I'm not in their business. So they might say, okay, I've loved learning from you for the last six months, but now I want you in my business. I want to get on calls with you and have you like strategically in my business. Okay, well then let's me and you go to private coaching or I'm now in your business. Some people I coach just on texting. We have like what's called boxer texting where they just text me their questions every day. And I, I'm in a texting relationship with them. So there's different offers and the price point changes based on like the proximity to how much time they get with me. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Like, right. So you always have the after sale. Now, now nobody has a hundred percent close rate. Of course. And you know what I mean? And not every, not a hundred percent of the people renew. And it's not always a, a reflection of the person. Sometimes somebody just needs a boost. They got the boost they need. Yeah. And they move on. Sometimes people are in business. They go for the boost. Then somewhere along the process, they just realize I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Right. And then they decide they're going to do something different because that happens too. Yeah. So with that being said, once a person has left the program, whether because they didn't sign up yeah. or whether because they have, you know, a, a change. What do you have a follow up for them or is it once you know once they're gone they're gone? Oh no no they stay in my world so I have a free Facebook community so they will stay in my community um, we'll stay you know following up with them they'll stay you know coming to my coffee chats um, you know I send like you know a follow up card or a letter or an email they stay on my text list um, it's, a, it's a great example I just had a girl sign with me yesterday she joined a five thousand dollar program yesterday and she's been away from me for a year. But I've stayed connecting to her. She's been in my free Facebook community. You know, I've, I've touched her. I've been like, hey, how are you, Stephanie? How are things? How are you going? And she's been like, you know, I love that you and I have stayed connected this last year. I saw that you were now launching another program. I'd love to come back. Perfect. Come back. If I would not have been in her world, if I would not have been connecting to her. So I always say that when people leave my programs, they stay in my world. And that's why I have free things. I have a, I do a ton of free trainings. I do a ton of free community events. I do a ton of free networking so that people do stay in my world and I can stay nurturing them. And they want to stay not just with me, but they want to stay in my community because my community is a huge selling point for people. Right. See, and I kind of knew you were going to give me that answer, but I wanted you to, you know, because you know what, I can see you have the process. And because obviously that question was kind of a dangerous question, because if you didn't have something to follow up, it'd be like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew you did, right? It's one of those things you can see when someone is a master of the craft, they kind of have a system going. And that was what I, what I was trying to get at with the systems before. Yeah. And I mean, everyone who's silly as like, I sent all my clients Christmas cards. I yeah, mean, me too. yeah it, it may be silly, but like I did that when I was in corporate 
And I mean, when people leave my programs, they're not like a transaction. They're like in my world. Right. And that's why. And see, that's the thing, because when you built relationships with everybody, it comes down to it doesn't matter what business you're in. If there's a need, they will go to you because of the relationship you built. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where society is today. They got to realize it's not transactional. Mm-mm. You're trying to build relationships and long term relationships with people. Yep. Absolutely. So absolutely love this. Love yeah, it. such a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, like, this is great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like, I got to be honest, this is probably one of the most in-depth sales conversation I've had. Oh my gosh, thank you. I've never gotten into the nitty gritty before like this. So that's awesome. So again, like you, um, you have the process, you have the systems, everything's going well. Now we know your expansion plans. One thing you've said a lot is you like to delegate. Mm -hmm. And that's always the scary part, right? Because, you know what I mean? Delegating means that your business is beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. At what point in time did you realize, I can't do this for myself anymore because I can't scale. So now that it's time to grow bigger, I need to take on people. Yeah. So one is that when you are, when you are doing things that do not bring you income or joy, that was like a big thing for me. So what I, what I remember, I can remember it plain as day. We have a boat and all of my friends and my boyfriend were out on the boat. And I remember I was sitting at home and I was creating social media graphics. And I thought to myself, all right, this is not fun. This is not bringing me joy. And this is not bringing me income. I need to start delegating this out. And I started with little things. I started with like hiring out social media graphics. Then I remember like a couple of clients weren't paying me great. And I was like, I'm chasing money. This is not fun. I'm going to hire this out. So I started to like delegate a few things out at a time. And then it just got to the point that I said to myself, who is the highest version of Jill? Like, who is she and what type of business is she growing? Is she like doing this like Mickey Mouse business or is she a true business owner? Is she building an empire? And if she is building an empire, she needs to be that business owner because she's not building this business today. It's for like the future version. So again, like you got to, you got to, you got to get clear of who that version is what that business looks like. And sometimes you got to build and delegate for what the future is. I mean, there's things I have in my business right now that I'm paying for that I'm like, it's expensive and I know I don't need it now, but I know it's for what's coming. And that's hard sometimes to swallow. And that's why you have mentors. And that's why you have people guiding you because there's a lot of things that I'm like, I don't need that right now, but I'm like, I need it for what's coming. I need it because it's keeping me in line for what's coming. So yeah, I mean, it, it is hard, but again, that's when you go all in and you're you're building a business. This was never a hobby for me. And I'll tell you another thing. I never treated this as a side hustle. I was never like, oh, I'm going to get into this as a side hustle or this is like a side gig. And that's why it doesn't pay me like a side hustle. It doesn't pay me like a side gig. So if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. Yeah, Absolutely. That, that's well said there. And this is another way I look at things, right? Another way to look at the same kind of thing is that I look at jobs and how much they would cost. Like I would take what my income is, divide it by the number of hours it would take me to get that job completed. Yes. And I'll give you an example. Pretend I did all the job and it uh, equates to $100 an hour. Yep. Right? And now whatever task I have in front of me, if it costs me, $15 an hour to find someone to do it. Mm-hmm. And my rate of income is a hundred dollars. Yes. That is not a good match. I am better off to farm that out to someone for that 15 or even 20. If I want to be generous, hundred, a hundred percent. Right. Because then otherwise every hour I spend on that for the 15, 20 bucks, I'm throwing away the $80 difference yeah. of income that I could be making. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing. And that's, it's definitely the way I look at it too. It's like, what's your hourly rate and how are you spending it? I mean, even if you're folding laundry or going to the grocery store, I mean, any of those things. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like prime example, I have a cleaning lady Yeah. because I know one, I don't enjoy it. I find it. It doesn't, bring you joy. it doesn't bring you income. It doesn't bring me joy and I lose out on income. Right. So it's one of those things when I go home, I want to be home. Yeah. I don't want to be home with a broom or a shovel or a cloth or sprays and chemicals. It's, I don't enjoy it. So like you said, don't enjoy it. And there's a cost that 
takes away from my IPAs. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. I love that. So absolutely love it too. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, you know, it's you, you got to prioritize, right? Because it goes back to what you said, that time is limited. I mean, it's limited in the way that there's only so much of it we have. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why waste it? And why, But I also believe at the same time, we do have a long life. So you might as well utilize it and enjoy every moment too. Absolutely. So now mindset is obviously a big component to everything. And I'm sure you do stuff to make sure your mindset's in check. Like how do you prep for your day that way? Mm-hmm. One is I brain dump every day. Um, I usually brain dump at night and I brain dump in the morning. And what that means is I get out everything in my head because I don't want to use my brain captivity for like things I don't need. Right. So I just, I get it. I get it out of my head in the morning. Also, if there's something that I can get rid of, like if a client asks me a question, a lot of times I might say like, Oh, I'll get back to that later, but then I will answer it now because I don't want to take up brain space. So that's a huge thing for me is I don't want to take up brain space with things that I can just get off of my plate. So often we're like, Oh, I'll answer that later, or I'll do that later, or I'll pay that bill later. And then it's actually taking up brain space. So the more you can actually clear your brain, the better mindset you're going to actually have. So that's one thing. Another thing is like, I do say like some sales affirmations, right? Like I say to myself every day, like people get to work with me. It's a huge thing. I say, I say it every day. So it puts me in that mindset. It puts me in the place of like, you know, I'm in a good energetic place every single day. Um, You know, I have things that I say to myself. I have places, um, mindset things that I say. And I think that's really, really, really helpful for your mindset. I also create really good boundaries um, you know, I don't let my clients walk all over me. Um, I put, I have certain times that I answer clients. I have me time, which is really important. Um, I sleep in, which a lot of people don't know, but I like honor my sleep time, which is really, really important. Um, yeah, I think those things are important. And again, do what feels good to you. Cause then you will show up better for your people. Right. And which brings up the point. I mean, like you said that you kind of manage your clients that way and expectations, now, there's always, every business has it, where you have a client that just doesn't seem to get it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how hard you, how nice you are, how hard you try to explain it. It's almost like they just want to overcrowd you mm-hmm. and have these expectations that are just not realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that sometimes you got to cut them loose. Yeah, I've done it a lot. Yeah. So I was going to say, has that happened to you and how did you handle it? Yeah. So a lot of times if one, um, this is why this is a great example. This is why I don't have a website because I don't, I don't allow anybody just to work with me. So I don't allow somebody just to hire me one-on-one without knowing them. I won't take on a client until I know that we're a good energetic match because I'm not going to get into any sort of coaching relationship with somebody unless I know we're a good fit and I want to work with them. So that's another reason why, like, I don't have like a just schedule with me or buy from me link. Um, But again, if I'm in a relationship with someone, a coaching relationship, and it's not a good fit, I have absolutely no problem saying like, you know what, John, you know, this is not a good energetic fit for us. It looks like we're not in alignment. Um, You know, this contract is going to either need to be like forfeited or, you know, when this contract comes up, we're going to need to, you know, go our separate ways. Or we're going to need to reiterate the boundaries in which the contract has and making sure that you have those. Or sometimes just having like a very open conversation. Like I had a client, so I do, I do, I do texting, text coaching. And my hours to text coach are 12 to 7. So a lady messaged me last night at 8.15. Could I have answered her back? Yes. I was literally sitting on the couch doing nothing. So today I messaged her back and I said, hey, Jennifer, I saw that your text came in at 8.15 last night. Just to reiterate, my hours for texting are 10 to 7. So I just want to make sure that you did remind remind you of those hours. Sometimes people don't even know that they're like overstepping those things. But yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of people. And then another thing is if I don't want to work with someone, a lot of times I'll price myself out of it. Because yeah. I'll, I'll, do this, I'll, do this, I'll do this a couple ways. If I get on a call with someone and I don't want to work with them, a lot of times I will up the rate so that if they do take it, all right. I'm here for it, or I'm going to price myself out that we're not going to be a good fit. This is also why I don't, I don't have my pricing online anywhere. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So perfect. I love that. Yeah. Now, 
you know, I want to respect your time because we're getting Thank to you. the 50 minute mark and I try to keep it under 60 minutes. So what that. I'm going to do is just ask you a couple more questions and then get into what I call a lightning round. Love it. Little, yeah, little fun facts. So sec last formal question will be, what would you tell a uh, person who's leaving their corporate job because they want to start their own thing, but are scared and not sure where to start? I would say one, ask yourself why you're doing it. Get very clear on your why and get very connected to your passion of why you're doing it because it's going to get hard and you're going to want to go back to that why and figure out why you're doing it. And then secondly, find a mentor, find a coach, find someone that you want the business that they have and link arms with them because you can try to figure it out on your own. You can try to Google your way through it. You can read the books. And it's going to take you longer. So link up with someone, collapse time, and, and you'll find your way there. Perfect. And finally, and probably very importantly, where do people find you online? Yes. So you can find me at the Jillian Murphy on Instagram. Come over, say hello. I'd love to connect. And then I actually have a free Facebook group. So I would love for you guys to join it. It is at good, the number two, gold sales. Um, it's for both men and women. I do tons of like self-promotions in there where you guys can like promote yourself. I do tons of free sales trainings. I have a great community. Uh, John can definitely link it in the show notes if he wants. But yeah, I'd love for you guys to come over and say hello. It's a great, great, great community. Awesome. Now let's get into the lightning round. <laughs> so question number one, what is your favorite food? Macaroni and cheese. That's interesting. So simple, yet so good. So good. Second thing is, what is your favorite book? Atomic Habits. Oh, that's an interesting one. It's not, a, it's not an easy read, but it's a good one. Yeah. So I, I'll be honest, I had trouble getting into it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But once I started and you got into the flow, then you kind of wanted it on all the next parts. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a super easy read, but I found that it really changed my life. I'm a very unfocused person, believe it or not. So I feel like that book did like a lot of like good things for like my daily routine. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Third, favorite podcast. I Besides this one, obviously, I would obviously. say um, probably the Chris Harder show. Chris Harder was uh, one of my mentors and, um, and I actually had the, um, the grace of being on his show. So I'd say probably the Chris Harder show. Fantastic. What is your favorite vacation spot and why? Sedona. I love Sedona. It's a magical place. Um, I've been there several times and it's just, it's like a world all of its own. Perfect. And the final last question, which is really a question. How do you know you had a successful day? Um, uh, I feel complete. I know it sounds weird, but I just, I just feel complete. I feel like it's been done. My clients are happy. I'm happy. My workouts are in. Life is good. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. I had an Thank amazing you for having me. Absolutely. If you like this show and you want to see more episodes, click on the link below and subscribe to the channel.